I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So buckle up! Thought I had to burp for a second, but I guess I don't. Well, that's one way to start the podcast. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we are back. Oh my gosh, guys. I, uh, it took me forever to get here. We normally start at 8. It's 8.44. It is. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm honestly so sorry because that was fucking crazy. No worries. I mean, like, you you know my travel woes of like, well, I'm going to be... Stuck on a bridge for 45 minutes. I'll see you when I see you. Yeah, but it took me from 72nd to 158th an hour and 45 minutes. That's insane. That is insane. But again, we were also talking about how I think it was yesterday or the day before. Like, there was something up with uh, the red line, the 123 line. Yeah. Like, I I was having problems too. My God, it was so annoying. Yeah. And all these people, I got on the train and all these people were like pushing past one another. But none of them sat down. So they yeah. were all, they got on at 72nd. We finally, like, train finally came. Then everyone's getting on. And they're all pushing past each other, but just to hold poles. And so I see an open seat, and I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. Like, having to push past these people that just insisted on standing in the way. See, I have the reverse problem where I feel like everybody is clumping in, like, the doorway bubble and I'm the one person that's like I'm gonna push through you so I can like be in the middle with my own pole and some personal space here you like to command the pole yes I do yes yeah I do sort of my thing how was your week my week has been good my week has been very busy Uh uh-huh and I'm afraid I'm like I'm starting to come down with a little like cold or something oh no and I, I don't think those two are related but I think like just like I have been very busy and in the best possible way, but good. Yeah, how about you? It was a weird week. Yeah. Like I I'm pretty sure I read that some planet is in retrograde. I think it's Venus. I don't I know. Think, if, that sounds about right for some reason. Some reason, but it was it was a weird bless you. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> bless you. Okay, I'm good. You're a two sneezer. Oh, no, I'm u- I'm usually like a five sneezer. Like this has I'm obnoxious. On the show before. It this, has. We've had this conversation on the show before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There was a weird funk this year. I mean, this week. Well, also this year. <laughs> Who Freudian? Right. Um. It was a it, something was going on this week, and I was really anxious. Like I kept. It's so funny because last week on the show, I talked about how, um, I went to meet up with a friend who was like overly talkative to the point where I lost the thread of things and I caught Mm -hmm. myself doing that this week yeah a few different times and they were always with like people I'm close to so I never really feel that bad Mm -hmm. but like today I was at the coffee shop and at one point uh the the barista was teasing me because my punch card has been punched so many times that it's like falling apart. And I was like, I was like, well, if you guys would get some more punch cards in, ha ha ha. And I was like, well, if you think about this being $8 a punch, it's uh it's some math that's painful. And she was like, no, no, don't think about it. And I was like, well, when also when I think about I was like, when I think about how many tips I've left here too, I mean, I've really done my service to the service industry. <laughs> and I was like, wow, Claire, you're a dick. Like just stop talking. <laughs> like I would just like, of course, like I, I'm just a dummy. Like I just, you know, I'm just, I, I was, I was just so anxious this week, and I couldn't really figure out what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your astrological sign? Gemini. Gemini. I don't know what that means for like in this situation, but I, 
I remember, because I don't really follow the Zodiac, but I do find it interesting, because I'm a Libra, just to sort of see, like, what the overall forecasts look like every yeah. so often. Libra and Gemini are soulmates. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, like, I have a lot of good friends that are Geminis, a and a couple of my... level match. Yeah, and a couple of my exes are, were Gemini, are Geminis. They're still alive. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, Trying to kill him off? Nope. <laughs> Doing a great job. Thanks. Um, no. Um, Did you all know you were deceased? <laughs> Surprise! <gasps> I read a story this week about a guy whose like sister or something sent him a screenshot. I guess a pastor in their town was trying to get out of some obligation, so he claimed that he had to like work a funeral for a friend that died, and they used this guy's picture, and someone sent it to him. And was like, "Did you know you're dead? Because you're the face of this obituary." What? Yeah. That's some elaborate shit that, like, I would, I feel like I would be on the end of. I'm, like, oh, I'm, that you would be? I'm, like, I'm waiting for someone, like, it's weird, but I feel like I'm waiting for someone to, like, set, to do that to me. Like, I feel like one day I'm going to wake up and, like, my buddy Nick is going to be like, so I Nick. saw this funeral thing happened. No! And it was your face? You okay? Oh, my God. And I'd be like, I am horrified and fascinated. <laughs> Forgot to tell you, this cell phone plan goes to the other side. I got yeah. a great deal. A great deal. Verizon really has my back. <laughs> um, yeah. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm a traitor. Oh, Paul is so petty. He is the fucking pettiest. And I have literally seen the... Y'all like, know who we're talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. The Can You Hear right? Me Now guy? Yeah, but now he's with Sprint. Can you hear that asshole? Yeah. And How I've, ungrateful. I have seen that Thomas Middleditch commercial with the mic dropping. It's such a bad commercial Back to concept. back with like the Sprint rebuttal commercial. No! And I'm like, this is savage. That is savage. Like that is rude. Yeah. But I'm laughing hysterically. I would love if I was an advertiser, I'd call Spectrum mm. and I'd be like, when is my competitor's commercial running? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I do see Spectrum commercials, and I have Verizon, so... So, you know how everyone's bitching about how Spectrum has, like, taken over the planet? Yeah. So, I realized the other day that I know the head of Spectrum. Really? He and his wife, the family that owns Spectrum, are, like, St. Louis wealthy theater patrons. No way. Yeah, and I was talking to my friends, um, uh, Ryan and Austin Jacobs. They're um, these amazing guys, obviously brothers... And they're, um, they're identical twins. So they get a lot of theater work because they look the same. Yeah. So we ran into each other in audition where they uh, were telling me, we were just rehashing some of our experiences back in St. Louis and laughing about them. And I was like, what was the name of that family that hosted the Tony party last summer? And they were like, oh, you know they're, they own Spectrum, right? And I was like, what? Is that how they're rich? And they're like, oh yeah, so, they own Spectrum. So they bought out Time Warner. No, so they owned Spectrum and okay. sold it to the conglomerate that became Spectrum, Time Warner, Bright House, like oh, Cox Communications, okay, like all okay. of that entire umbrella. Oh, got it. So technically they like are still fa- the family that like is named to Spectrum, but I, I'm pretty sure that they're like not majorly involved. I think they took their billions and walked. Sure. Which having gone to that mansion of a house, it's not actually like... I don't know how to say this without being an asshole, but, like, they're living fairly modestly for how much money they're worth. Good for them. Like, nice house, but, like, not that nice <laughs> of a house compared but to how could, much they have. But you could afford more. Oh, they definitely could. We had so much fun. We went to watch the Tonys, and obviously Hamilton swept, and we... It was the first time I had been in a Tony pool. Yeah? And, yeah, I came in third. Oh. 
Um, I remember growing up, because um, Tyler and I have known each other forever, mm-hmm. um, she used to host Tony parties and would sort of do like a similar Tony pool kind of thing, but like there wouldn't be any money or anything involved. But right. it was just like, everyone like fill out your ballads. Tyler, hey, who won? Tyler is Ian's current roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Which um, y'all have known each heard other her for, on the show. Yeah. And we've known each other for forever, so. She's a sweetheart. I was just thinking, um, it's funny that you mentioned your two, your friends who are brothers who, are they twins? They're identical twins? They're identical twins, which like. Is such a mess because it's so funny. I know which one is which, mm-hmm. but I still, like, the other day I was introducing them to somebody and I caught myself questioning while I was introducing. And I just, I know who they are, but it took me a second to be like, ah, uh, okay, I'm sure of this. So, two things. Once I dated a triplet and. Identical triplet? Identical. Yes, I want to say they were actually identical triplets. But, huh. like, I mean, and, like, of course I dated one, so I was able to tell them apart, except for, like, one time when no. it was during a show, and the show was, this was in high school, so the show was double cast, it was Beauty and the Beast, Claire and I were just talking about Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. Um, and so... So sweet, the, three, the dust from the floor. Um, so the, the three of them were uh, three of the napkins, the dancing napkins. Okay. <laughs> and, I, and so I saw one of them in costume. And I was would like, pay big money to see identical triplets dance in napkin it was, costumes. <laughs> it's like it's funnier now that like I'm thinking about it ten years later. But I just remember I walked up to one and I was like, "Baby!" and she like ran away from me. And I was like, <laughs> "What did I do?" And then what I was like, dream. "Oh shit, that was Teresa." Um, oh no, Deleza. Yeah. And then second, remember my story? Uh, you told the story I guess last week about like. Um, running into someone and you that you're no longer friends with, and like there's yes. that like rush, and then I responded it's a couple with, weeks ago. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I responded with like, oh well, I ran into like a friend like from way back when. Yeah, he yeah. is also a twin, and I don't think okay. they're identical, but they too get not a lot of work, but sometimes they will be like flotsam and jetsam That's because they who are Austin twins. And Ryan most recently were. Yeah, yeah. So I just find that stuff fascinating because they're with, and it's and it's interesting because they're with um a manager who definitely pushes them as like a duo item rather than like sure. two individual artists which well, i think is fascinating for like 26 27 year old men to be like here are your hilton sisters but boys yeah well i think i mean I, speaking of, of ryan and austin like without revealing too much about their personal lives or careers like i think that they get along well enough that I really admire that they attempt to audition for pro- projects like that. I mean, that's great. But they do both have, like, one of them has... Com- they have completely different credits than one another. That's good. And um, at some points. But then they also yeah. have clear... They played Tweedledum and Tweedledee when we were at stages. That's and, adorable. Yeah, so... Um, anyway, they're sweetie pies. I'm that's obsessed great. with them. I mean, and it sounds like they find a good balance between being, like marketable as twins and marketable as like individual people on their special skills on their resume they say that they're identical twins and then they boost each other's thing they're like my brother is really good at the following within that yeah that's so cool i know isn't that cool that's pretty dope i wonder if like the keenan bulgers or the fosters ever did that i wonder i don't know because uh, well because andrew and celia aren't twins i don't think that the keenan bulgers like it wouldn't I don't know. Male male to female fraternal twins is not that interesting. Yeah. And even female or male fraternal twins, like, both being the same gender, like, that's not really that fascinating either. Mm-hmm. Identical twin is really the only time where you can get, like, 
a like a Discover card commercial. Yeah, <laughs> like like there's something there, right? I know. Um, I grew up with another set of twins. One of these twins dated one of those twins. No. Um, yeah, it was Actually, hilarious and I, weird. I knew twins in high school that dated other twins. Yeah. My friends Megan and Melanie, they dated um these two these two guys. Oh man, they had the best last name. Their last name was Gillenwater. Isn't that hilarious? <sighs> So they're obviously gorgeous. The twin, well, and the girls, their last name is Weber. So the Webbers were dating the Gillen Waters. That's Isn't that funny? insane. Oh my gosh, I have to tell the girls to listen to this because that's really yeah, funny. I forgot of, that. For us, it was one of the Sawyers was dating one of the Greenbergs. Right. Um, but the Sawyers were also identical, and I remember like they would they would both play like Gertrude McFuzz and just be each other's counterpart. Aww. But then there were the Hilton sisters in uh, sideshow one year, and right. we were like, duh. <laughs> It was perfect. Speaking of Gertrude McFuzz, I bought one of the girls I nanny, Horton Hatches the Egg, yeah. the other day. And I go, and I she goes, why is Horton hatching the egg? Where's the egg's mother? I go, well, Maisie Bird goes on vacation. And she goes, to where? What is she doing? That's not right. That's not fair. Your kids are woke. Oh my God, they're amazing. The other day we were talking about the Titanic, and they were like, when the younger one goes, there was only enough boats for half the people? Who came up with that? That's the worst idea. And I was like, yep, it's the worst idea. And she was like, and I go, so that's why it was women and children first. And she goes, what is that about? What happens to the dads? Oh. And I was, like, I was like, well, most of them died, sweetie. And she goes, Aww. well, that's not fair. And she got really angry. And that's she goes, wonderful. She go, and I go, Sometimes, some of the richer men got on the boat. And she goes, what does money have to do with it? And oh she, my god, that child is woke as fuck. I know. She goes, what about the captain? And I go, oh, well, the, the captain went down with the ship. And she was like, why? Doesn't he have money? Like, <laughs> oh my god. I know, it was incredible. Oh my god, that's amazing. I have the best job. I have the uh, best job ever. All right, jumping into the things this week? Yeah, let's do it. Ian, what happened to you this week? This week, it was less of a thing and more of like, I don't want to say an epiphany, because I was thinking about this the other day, but it was more of like, I, okay, so this year, one of my resolutions was to, under like the umbrella of give less fucks, apologize less, and be more like proactive. Right. Like on a general sense. And this week, I realized that I have already like succeeded in my resolution yeah. Like, and like, and not in the way that, like, okay, now I can back off, but, like, I realize, like, okay, it's been, we're almost into April, and I've already kicked some major ass this year. Great. Like, I, um, because I just signed up for a UCB class, my first class in almost a year. Yay! Yeah, so I'm very excited, and it's the, probably, like, it's the single hardest. It's a 400 level? Um, three, sketch 301, so it's the last base, it's the last, like, core class in the sketch curriculum. Okay. But it's the most difficult to get into. Awesome. Because there's only eight, um, there's only eight spots per class, and the format of the class is that you're writing, you're writing, you're writing, and you write a sketch show that other actor, like, that their house actors will put on. Cool. So, yeah, so, like, a lot uh, of it is... Ian, I have to come see this. Yeah, um... Ooh, oh, God, we have to talk about when, if you'll be in town for it or not. Oh, well, that's fine. Whatever. Okay. Um, because it, it goes through May, from May to July. Um, oh. But, oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll talk. Um, 
But, like, I'm super excited because, like, I had over the past couple weeks or, like, even, like, the past month, I've been like, okay, cool. Like, I'm not, um, like, the big span of blessed be me, I guess, work has, like, calmed down. Like, I can start practicing my improv. I can start getting back into those classes. I can start honing that skill again. And so I've been, like, looking at, like, this class, trying to like, just see whatever comes up. And then I click on the link and randomly it's like, you have 20 minutes to confirm your spot. I was like, what? What? Oh. Okay, so I am finally taking this sketch class that I've been wanting to take for a year. I, like, I mentioned this before, like, I had gone maybe, like, two years uh, between agents, and um, this past month I, I finally met and signed with a new one, and it's been very productive, and I feel like I have done more for myself, and it has paid off, like, incredibly well. Like great from little things like going to the gym just to be, like just to feel better about like my health to submitting myself on things to talking like to having more open dialogue like with my agents and managers just being like hey this is like these are the things I'm saying like let's keep these I'll kind of like come on um, sure. I'm here I'm ready like I'm like I'm so ready to just go and like do cool shit now and I feel like not that I'm like I guess maybe to put it out in the universe like I feel like things are starting to happen Ian in has the way such handography right now i do my hands are all over the his place his hands are up hands up honey. hands up yes Buddy, <laughs> i'm so excited to hear you say this thank like, you not that i was not excited before but yeah. i just love hearing you be happy this clearly is making you happy yeah like i'm really excited and of course like there's always like the imposter syndrome the doubts like the crippling like imposter syndrome what oh the god fuck is that imposter syndrome it's like um it is when, for example, when I showed up my first day um, on set and begin again, I was like, oh, everyone's going to find out immediately that I'm a fraud. That's how I feel about my next job. Exactly. My friend sent me like a three minute video today being like, I'm so proud of you. And I was like, I think they were drunk. That's, that's <laughs> imposter syndrome is when like, is when you're like, I can't do this. Like, this is not, this is clearly not meant for me. I never knew that. Yeah. I've never even heard it called oh, yeah. that. Am I a dum-dum? Is no, that something I mean, people are saying? Um, I, I feel like now it's... Now, it's just like now, like becoming the zeitgeist, like and I zeitgeist. Yeah, gosh, these words I'm, right, I'm, I know I haven't heard ever. You never heard zeitgeist? I mean, I have, but like I, I consider the word canon. Okay, but whenever I say the word canon now, I think of friend of the pod, Branson Reese. Yeah, that's canon. Same, now. Canon, same, canon. Everyone in this field like has insecurities. I don't care who you are. Like we're all afraid of like when are we getting that next job? How long is that job going to last? Like will I ever work again? <laughs> And of course, I'm still thinking about that stuff as I'm like sort of, I don't want to say I'm on like the downhill side of a slope from working, but sure. I had a very fruitful, artistic, like six months where I was very busy with Your projects. Your winter was my winter, like, like my August to like March was like so cool. And like now that's on like the, uh, the downward, not downward, I don't want to say downward, that sounds negative, but like. Those projects, like, all those projects are Rolling coming to the to end of the line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's great because now I can open myself to whatever's next. What is the phrase for that? I don't coming know. Coming like, to a... It's like... They're I, starting I to... <laughs> I don't know. What is... I know what the phrase is I and I can't on, think right, of it. it. Like, it's right there. It's it's starting to... Dissipate? Dissipate. There we it's go. It's starting to dissipate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, and yeah, so I, and I'm just very excited about all of it and like, oh, oh. sorry, I, I thought of something, but we'll talk about it later because oh, it, it okay. completely tangents, but great. Um, 
but yeah, so like I've just been like and like and treating myself in the way that like I am seeing friends and I am like reaching out to people and people are reaching out to me and like it feels it feels good. Amazing. And this is this is this isn't a tangent. Fuck, it's not a tangent because I remember like around the time I turned twenty five and I was talking to a friend of mine. Um what up Teresa? Um not the napkin girl. Not the napkin girl, no. Not um, the not the girl that you assaulted no, with your with your verbal that love. I, that I mistake <laughs> that I mistook for a different girl. What was uh, the name of the other girl? Abby. Um Those names aren't alike at all, Ian. But their faces were. <laughs> their faces were very similar. Uh, um Baby! <laughs> that was literally it, like, just just how I was like, Stacy! Stacy! <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah. So, um... Gosh, oh, you're fuck, creepy. I, I, I don't know what my problem is, but I have one. Um, but uh, no, but buddy, that's exciting to hear. Thank you. That class is going to be everything. I'm so excited. And you know what? When things start to dissipate after you've been grinding for a while on one artistic project, I think it's time to go to class. It's like you got to, oh, you know, yeah. it's like a little roller coaster. Like it's not necessarily a dip, but this would be like the plateau before the before the train car goes over again. Exactly. Like, yeah. And it, it's really, it's a time for training. I really do believe that. Yeah. Thank you. Between projects, it's I'm, a time for training. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm excited and like it gives me the opportunity to like take a look at other things and like other workshops and continue to continue to i don't i guess ground myself yeah yeah you're grounded I'm grounded cool so Go that's so, so that's me oh but what i was saying about teresa um my friend who um was a close colleague of mine on diy nutcracker from, okay um there is she was telling me about this thing that happens in your mid to late 20s called the return of saturn and it's personal for yep. everybody. You know about it? You're 27. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, the, it's that idea behind the 27 Club where you well, start 20, to see... The 27 yeah. Club is a little drama. For those that don't know, tangent number one. Sure. The 27 Club and the Return of Saturn is a phenomenon where celebrities that are almost godlike in the way that they're known across the world kill themselves mm-hmm. because they reach their 27th year and feel personally unfulfilled even if they have achieved even a modicum of success but mm-hmm. most of them have become very successful famous members of the 27 club are James Morrison, Kurt Amy Cobain, Winehouse. Amy Winehouse um I know there's another. There was, I just lost one, but yeah. But so my friend was telling me all about this and like, it kind of makes sense because like I turned 25 and like, I just sort of like settled into myself and I was just like, okay, here we go. Like, this is my life and I'm like, and I'm pretty okay with it. Like. 27 is my lucky number too. I I can't wait to be 27. (laughs) But I'm really, you know, I was telling someone the other day, I think we talked about it on the show, but, um. I, maybe we did, I can't remember, but I, I feel like 27 is a good anchor in our business as well to know kind of like where you're at. Yeah. If you haven't really like worked in a job that like really made you happy slash made you notable by Mm -hmm. 27, like it might be time to call it because the 30s aren't going to be friendlier than the 20s. If you haven't really, like, staked a claim, at least in a small way. Yeah, I th- that's fair. But also, like, I know people who 
the counter argument, not to like disprove you or anything, no, but please. there, but I, I can also think of like, like friends of mine who didn't really get their start until later or someone like Leslie Jones who didn't re- even start booking work until like forties. Right. Um, but Leslie Jones was working. She was, true. she was a successful comic and writer. Okay. She's still that's like, fair. You know, like, I mean, I don't know if I'll be on Broadway by 27, mm-hmm. but I've worked some pretty big regional yeah. jobs now. It's like, that's my personal form of like, all right, I'm I'm like, I have a place where I'm okay with this. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, like, in my mind, it's more of a security, like, you're like you're happy with where you are. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, cause, yeah. But, I mean, like, I, I, to disprove myself and benefit of the doubt, I mean, we know people who went and got masters and PhDs and did it and couldn't even begin their careers yeah. until much later. You know, if Doctors, you're a doctor, come on. Especially if you're going into, like, a spe- like, um, like an anesthesiology. The train is Ooh, so loud. Ratchet train. Um, what is going on? It feels like an earthquake. Train, yeah, the C train is, is dying for a, a reboot. Yeah. Um, Did I tell you tangent number two? Yeah. Can I do it? Yeah, go ahead. I was at Columbus Circle a few years ago, and I was waiting for the train, and it was taking forever. And I could see the lights in the tunnel, but they were, like, changing tracks. Like, you could hear the tracks, like, realigning to pull from the express track. Mm -hmm. And then this announcer comes on and is like, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for something special. And the train comes out of the tunnel, and it was the first brand new C train. And now they're pretty common. It's like 50-50. You get a nice C train or an old C train. Yeah. But I walked on and it was it was so exciting. That's amazing. It was so exciting. How long was this? I could pull up the tweet, but I'm pretty sure it was 2013. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I I was like, guess what I did today? New C train. New C trains with like a Z. Like trains. But yeah, and thus endeth the The second second tangent. tangent. That's great. Yeah. Being 25, still alive, and, like, cool with it. Epiphany. Like, yeah. A moment. Yeah. You're like kicking at, Like, kicking ass and not apologizing for it. Oh, yes. You know, I have been thinking about what you said about saying sorry innocuously as opposed to making genuine apologies for, like, things that matter. Mm-hmm. And every time I bump into somebody or forget to hold the door or something, and I'm like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I think of you. I mean, oh. I, mean I always think of you. Oh, thanks. I'm always I'm trying to, like, change you. it to, like, excuse, oh, excuse me. Like, well, like I'm trying to like change like my language around it because I feel like I'm getting a little pushier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little cool. bit. Cool. I'm trying. No, no, no. But it's not good because I'll like push an old lady and then be like, "Sorry, like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Thelma. <laughs> Thelma, where's Louise? <laughs> All right. Yeah. So amazing. Thank you, buddy. I'm excited for you. Thanks, me too. <laughs> you have a light in your eyes. I do. Um, it's all happening. It is. Yeah, and it's Yay. like, and I'm, and on that note, like, I'm just like starting to like not be sorry for my happiness. And like, no fucks were given no that fucks day. Were given. No fucks were given. Yes. Here's la, all the fucks I give. A la Julie Andrews and the Sound of Music. Yes, just your hands waving. Yeah. The hills are in life with, with no fucks, fucks being, being given. Oh. Without all the fucks that I had last year. So what happened to you this week? All right. I also had an epiphany this week. Tell me about it. I am psychic. Tell me. All right. I need to know everything. So, I've known this for a while. I'm okay. not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, I 
have always had this weird thing where I get premonitions about things that are about to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're always where someone's about to get injured. Ugh. So, like, one time in the... The first time I can remember this happening, in the fifth grade, this girl, Teresa LaRose, a third Teresa, Teresa to the podcast. Weird. Just... A third Teresa. An abundance of Teresas today. I know. Yeah. I know what to name the episode now. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Got him. (laughs) So there was this girl, Teresa LaRose, was going to kick a soccer ball, and she kicked it into the face of Laura Bounds. But I saw it happen maybe a minute and a half before it actually happened. And I was imagining that Laura was going to get a a bloody nose, and then she did. And I, I, I have... Pretty strong deja vu. I would say yeah. I have deja vu a few times a day, which is unusual. Yeah. Most people have it a few times a year. Um, I have it anywhere between three and seven times a day. I have it like maybe like twice a week. Okay, good. All right. That makes me feel a little more regulated. Normal. Yeah. Um, it's my understanding that deja vu is actually a trick of the mind, that it's the pupil of your eye letting in a sudden flash of light and you believe that you've seen what you're seeing before. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes sense because I don't think anyone sees things before they happen. I'm not actually psychic, but I kind of am because yeah. I think I see. I think I see the log- the logical ending to things mm-hmm. in a way that a lot of people don't. And I don't know that that's necessarily like tapping into a new sense or like a higher intelligence or something. But I do, I do see the ending to things pretty clearly. Um, another time when I was in college, we had an ultimate Frisbee game and there was this kid that was going to throw the Frisbee and I imagined for a moment that he would over rotate and throw it into my arm from like two feet away at like 60 miles an hour. And then about 30 seconds later, instead of stepping to the side, I let it happen to prove to myself that I was right. (laughs) And it (laughs) happened and I got a horrible bruise and had to go to the nurse. And then another time... (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's weird. And then another time in high school, on the last day of school, I imagined that someone would hit Pauline Lebarski in the face with a kickball. And they did, and her nose was broken the entire summer. It always goes back to, like, someone got hit in the face. Yeah, it really is. So the other night, Sunday night, I was on a date, and date was fine. There's really nothing to report. We haven't spoken because... All right. Anyway, on the date, there was a girl who was sitting at the bar across the room, and the bar stools had metal legs and, like, leather cushions on top with no backs, as bar stools are tend to do, which are, you know what, bars, you need to figure it out, all right? Because Please. Everyone, everyone needs a back to their chair. Oh, I don't 100%. Wanna, you're making me a quasi-fucking-moto, okay? Yes. I'm not about that shit. Ugh. By the way, you'd, you'd play an incredible quasi-moto. Thank you. I've been yes. in for it before. <gasps> great. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be a great quasi-moto. Thank you. So, anyway, the I look over and the girl's stool legs are pitching backward. Mm-hmm. But she's sitting, I think it's because they were a little flimsy, the metal. And so she's leaning with her elbows perched on the bar. Mm-hmm. But her butt is pitching the chair legs slightly backwards, the stool okay. legs backwards. Yeah. And I just kind of innocuously said to my date, I was like, she's going to fall over. And he was like, she seems fine. She's sitting up straight. That le- Those chairs seem sturdy. And he said something to that effect. And I was like, and I was like, no, just watch. She's going to fall over in, I don't know. 
three or four minutes. And then literally three, four minutes later, we hear a huge crash and this woman falls backward and the stool buckles under her. No. Yeah. Yeah. And so she gets up. I don't know if she was drunk. It was a Sunday night. So like, I don't know. It's hard to say. But she got up and kind of, and like a a mater D helps her up. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't know. I don't, wow. I I don't know how it happened. And my date was like, you fucking caught that. You caught that. You fucking did. And I was like, yeah, I'm psychic. Like I said it completely unironically to this guy. I was like, yeah, I see things before they happen. And he was like, what? And I was like, I just know when things like that are going to happen. It's weird. I don't know. It's, it's happened to me a lot. And I, I don't know what the root of it is. I don't know if it's like a superpower or maybe I'm just like being, I don't know, predictive. There's got to be like a way to foster that like intuition. Like someone somewhere has to have like written something or like teach a life coaching class or something that takes those kinds of things because I've had similar situations where like I'm in the middle of a deja vu and I'm like, I should know what's about to happen. Yeah. I should know. Like I remember being in French class in like seventh grade and the teacher was like, and what's the word for present? And I was like mid deja vu. And I was like, Ian, you know this, you've literally lived this before. And like present, like the present or giving a like, present? like a gift. What is the word for present? Un cadeau. Cadeau. I was about to because say gâteau, but that's cake. That's cake. But, <laughs> but like, I mean, of course, now I, that's how I always remember it. Okay, but no. like, we. Oui. But like, there has to be someone out there who like specializes in this. I just thought of a funny sentence. Tell me, tell me. Avec le gâteau, je voudrais un chapeau pour mon cadeau. <laughs> With my cake, I would like a hat. For my, my gift. gift. <laughs> that, like, I don't know what character that is, but that was pretty brilliant. <laughs> I don't know who that, I don't know who that girl is, but like we it's need like, to like find out. Like we need to find out who that girl is and give her life. <laughs> Can I take all the tangents? Oh, this please, week? yes. The third tangent. This has to be the third tangent. Sure. My favorite phrase in French is "Je sais que tu sais que je sais." I know well, that you, you know, know that, that I know. know. <laughs> That's my favorite phrase in English. My other favorite thing from French class was there was this old video on VHS of this. Um, <laughs> and everyone who took public school French knows this video. It's Clock Tower uh-huh. among a bunch of shrubbery. And in the clock tower, in the little door, is a little man. Okay. And as the sun goes across the screen, he pops out of the clock at different hours to tell you what the appropriate salutation is. So at like six in the morning, the sun comes up and he goes, bonjour. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Bonjour. Do, 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 do. And so every hour, and then it gets to like 4 p.m. Bonsoir. Do, 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 oh do, my do, God. Do, do, do. And then it gets to 8 p.m. Bonne nuit. Boop, 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 Holy, boop, boop, that's boop. so funny. And then, and then like as the night goes on, it's like <laughs> the whole thing scrolls up the screen. It's like other options. A demain. Salut. A biento. Like, and then it gets yeah. back to 6 a.m. And it's like. Tick, 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 bonjour. Yeah. Tick, 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 
for Moncado. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man. How do I say this end of the third tangent? Hold on. Uh, uh, alors, c'est fini pour le tangent troisième. Sounds about right to me. Au revoir, bitches. <laughs> Bye. 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 So anyway, yeah, I just, I saw this thing happen. I knew it was going to happen. It's so crazy. Yeah. And, and I just, but you know what's really weird about the thing is I've never intervened. Like, mm-hmm. I've known with certainty that such and such a thing is going to happen and someone's going to get hurt. Yeah. And sometimes it's me. And I don't. I don't step aside. I don't get in the way. I don't warn somebody. And then sometimes, I, wor- I think maybe it was the butterfly effect that a couple of times I did try to intervene and what happened got worse. <laughs> maybe I mean, like, that could be it. Like, one of those, like, whatever's meant to be is meant to be thing. I mean, maybe. But um, gosh, I just... But also now I'm thinking of, like, That's So Raven where it's like, it's never the situation where she thinks it's going to be. It oh, always happens, yeah. like, as a result of her intervening or, like, as a result... She really just needed to stop that. She just needed to calm down. Apparently the show's coming back. Raven, I know. Raven Simone's attached to the project. Yeah. I could learn Fine. something from that. Yeah. Gotta but go yeah. back and rewatch Old Eppies. So I saw... Old Eppies, that's for sure. <laughs> so I saw this thing happened. It happened. And... I, I, it really was one of the first times that I said it out loud, too. I had never said it to anyone else. That's fascinating. And then I say it to this guy who's pretty much a stranger and was like, that woman's about to be in pain. <laughs> and he was she like... about to bust her ass. Yeah, I don't know. So I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it all means, but it's going to keep happening. I know yeah. it will. I'm going to have this forever. Which I think is pretty cool, though. Yeah, it's just kind of a bummer that I don't have a bigger conscience about it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we, you were going to say something. We both breathed in like we had a thought. Yeah. Did you have a thought? You had no, a thought. No, it's just like, well, I, I forget what it was because you breathed in like you had a thought and I was like, no, this is her time. I'll let her have it. I'm just, no, but I'm just like, <gasps> like, like just shocked at myself, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Like, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I have, I grew up with a few friends that were very similar and that they had like very like either premonitions or very frequent deja vus or like very strong like intuitive feelings about a person do you believe in premonitions do you believe in clairvoyancy um to an extent like i think there is a sign i mean i'll preface this by saying i'm an agnostic in the way like and that's relatable because i know what i think but i also accept that there's a lot that i can't prove right and that therefore there's a lot of stuff out there that like may very well exist that i don't know either way right so that's how i feel about clairvoyance is that like it very it's very possible that there could be I do a believe that, I I believe there are people like, who have tapped that eleventh percent. Like in a, I really like do. in a metaphysical way. Oh like, yeah. Like and it I also come from a very like scientifically based extended family that is like, well there's a scientific explanation for everything. And that's why I would be like, okay, if there's a scientific explanation, I'm open to hearing it. Yeah. But also I'm just kind of like, well, I fall into that category of people who have, like, somewhat frequent deja vus and, like, yeah. strong, like, intuitive feelings about stuff. I'm pretty spiritual, so I like to think that I believe a lot of things I can't see. Yeah. I am not sure what the likelihood is of people reaching to the other side to talk to the dead. Yeah. But I do believe that souls and spirits are among us at all times. I agree. 
I'm not sure that I can see the future, but I do think I believe on a small scale that there are premonitions. I, I agree. And I may, think I'm in that same boat. Yeah, I mean, maybe I've just been, I don't know, I guess it's a gift. I've been gifted yeah. with, I, I don't really know how to harness it. So mm-hmm. it, it, I just like am aware and then it results. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, yeah, maybe it's like my little baby superpower. That's really cool though. Yeah, I guess. Well, keep me updated. I will. The next time it happens, I'm going to text you. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's one other example of a time I knew it was going to happen. There was one time recently that I knew someone was going to bump their head on something, and I just let it happen. (laughs) I'm such a dick. (laughs) That they were just, they were like tying. You deserve it, Megan. Exactly. They were tying their shoe, and then they lifted up their head, and and then they... I knew before they even started tying their shoe that when they stood up, they were going to bump their head. Right. Maybe that's just predictable. That happened to me the other day, but it was well, not. that's what you get. Exactly. Asshole. Like, well, and like I had bumped my head and people were like, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, you know what? Probably deserved it. Oh, got um, me. But then I was also like, that ceiling material is very soft. <laughs> I'm surprised that that was so bouncy. Amazing. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you can tell by the way I'm squirming in my seat. I have to pee before we do the quiz. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ian Brodsky. Yes. What are you obsessed with right now? I'm obsessed with Twitter right now. And let me explain. Um, the year is 2009. <laughs> the year is 2009. That is when I joined Twitter. I'm, I've been obsessed with Twitter lately because I've been thinking about politics because tis the day and age and how and like why are you not yeah exactly <laughs> and like we've had some pretty shitty things and some amazing things happen as a result of this smaller world that has come from social media and there are a lot of problems with it yes it is very problematic there are some terrible things about it but when the uh as Pots of america calls it the wealth care bill was being voted on which is <laughs> trump's version of the health care act Aka. Aka. um there were, there is um, maybe like five, there's a small handful of um, congressmen in New York from that upstate area, which is very red politically. Uh-huh. So um, what someone I follow tweeted out, these are all the, um, these are all the Republican congressmen who you can reach out to regarding voting no on the American Health Care Act. Um, and... What I did was, and like, I'm not going to say I'm responsible for these people voting no, but I tweeted like at each one of these New York congressmen, because New York is my home state. Sure. Even if it's not my district, just with like the template of like, hey, you should vote no against this because people will lose their health care. And ultimately, I I think all of them did vote no. And not that I think I'm responsible for it or anything, but I'm thinking like, (laughs) how many, (laughs) well, I'm one, right? I'm wondering like how many people tweeted at these people and like how much, like what is the day and age where we can reach someone with such a simple device Sure. in the way of politics that we can make our voice heard immediately. Right. Because every person involved in any sort of public forum has to be on social media, has to have a Twitter, has to have a Facebook, we has to have an Instagram. We were just talking about this at dinner the other night. Actors who get off social media, it's career suicide. It is. Idiots. It is. And 
like it is fascinating like of course like our president is like all about the twitter which is like of course is a terrible thing in that situation but as he would the say power sad, sad but the power that we as the people could hold and harness as our government works for us sure i think that's a really cool thing that we're just now really starting to push forward on and i it think is. that's why i'm obsessed with it because as actors and as artists and as just people with a public voice because now everyone has a public voice we have a choice on how we use that. And I personally get very peeved when people, especially like celebrities, are all you see is like recording this track, about to do this photo shoot, about to do this. And it's frustrating for me because it's like you are a person, you're a person with a large following. You could make a difference. You need like you need to vote all the way across the board from like the tiny elections all the way up. I think it starts with the the person with as little followers as possible sure. starting to tweet and starting to make their voice heard in that way. And of course, I say this knowing that there is a gajillion and one trolls out there. Yeah. And as many people, as many things as I've seen, because of course you create, you curate your own newsfeed, but as many things as I've seen, there's like uh, as many people on the other side doing the opposite, which I think good for them in their own right and freedom of speech and everything. Sure. But I'm so fascinated to see how something like Twitter, a public way to um, a public way to raise your voice, uh, influences like politics and everything as we go forward. So that's Amazing. what I've been obsessed with, short story long. It starts with me. Yeah. Yeah. Me, not you. Exactly. It starts all with Claire Manship at Womanship. <laughs> at Womanship, not at Iberski. No. Desert Island, three magazine publications to Ooh. subscribe to forever if Ooh. they could be airdropped to the Ooh. island it would be variety okay um great the trades he's going the trades for the trades <laughs> he wants to, he wants to know what's going on i do um he can't be a part of it but <laughs> new york times great because i already Wait, magazine magazines okay then the new york times sunday mm, magazine sure okay. yeah all right new york times sunday magazine okay and then like ooh. Like, something just, like, real trashy, probably, like... GQ? Esquire? GQ! GQ! GQ. It's not really trashy. It's, it's kind not. of a great magazine. It is, but, like, just something that, like, I would read just in a mindless way. Because, like, I don't sure. really care about, like, fashion or, like, men's standards or whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Those great. three. Amazing. Mm-hmm. What are you watching slash listening to this week? I, um... As you got here, I was watching um, Full Frontal with Samantha Bee. No, Seinfeld was on. Well, I had just finished it, and I had just turned on Seinfeld when you <laughs> ran. School! Boom! <laughs> Drop the podcast, Mike. Sam's amazing. Um, she's amazing. She's my favorite. Like, And her husband, Jason Jones. Amazing. He's wonderful. Yeah. Um. So I've been watching that. I've been watching... I think I'm going to start watching Seinfeld, Um. like, front to back. Oh, okay. I was, I was about gonna, to be well, like... I was going to say cover to cover. I was because, about to be like, Ian, have you well, never seen... No, well, Seinfeld's something I've always, like, had on casually, but, like, I've never, like, You're a bad Jew if it. you haven't done that. I know. Um, I, and I'm um, still watching uh, The West Wing. Duh. Um, I found out uh, my uncle was on it recently. What? Um, it's so, so random. I didn't even know your uncle was an actor. Uh, he's my... I, I, I refer to him as my uncle's, but he's my mom's cousin's husband. So he's more of a second cousin. Cousin by marriage. Exactly. So yeah. it's just easy to be like, Uncle Bob. Cousin by marriage once removed. That's a really that, complicated. Yeah, so, I, yeah, so that's why I just be like, yeah. Uncle Bob is just easier. Uncle Bob. Yeah. Got me. Got me good. So that, and I'm listening to um, Pod Save America. I've been really ca- uh, keeping up. Great. Um, 
So many white guys with Hubie Robinson. Duh. Um, did you see the one they dropped today? No, I'm behind. I'm behind right now. Tom Hanks is on it. It's amazing. <gasps> that was my gym jam today. Tom Hanks Listening is to her. the man I would drop all things for. Right? Literally only him. Yeah. Ah, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. I don't blame you. I would drop um, everything for Chris Pine. Yeah, so that. Great. Mm-hmm. Number four, who was the last person you texted? Not including me. Can't cheat. Don't try. Who was it? Oh, um, it was my buddy Nick. God, you and Nick are just so in love with each other. Right. If you bring him up one more time, I swear to God. <laughs> Hi, Nikki. Love ya. What's up, Nick? Hey, handsome. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah. Lives so far away. <laughs> All four blocks. Oh, that Nick? I thought you were talking about Nick. Don't you have a Nick that's, like, far away? I have a Mike that's far away. Mike that's far away. Also Nick one of my... Nick is nearby. Yeah. Yeah, Also okay. one of my, my best friends. Nick, so close. Yeah, so far. So, yeah. And our final question this week, every week, our favorite ever one person, living or dead, who you may or may not know, who you would like to wish well this evening. Mm. This evening. But no other time. <laughs> no the day. other time. Never. Bonsoir. Ever. Do, 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 do. Au revoir. Um, <laughs> I would like to wish well Kamala Harris. And Kamala Harris? Kamala. I, I don't know if it's Kamala or Kamala. Because I've heard it pronounced either. both ways. I'm sure. I'm sure. I've heard it. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, oh, not that I'm sure. I'm saying I'm sure that it's a million different ways. Yeah. Sorry, that was convoluted. It's cool. Um, so I wish her well because she's someone I inadvertently like follow on all the social medias because she is such a cool, awesome, strong voice, and I think she is exactly what like the Democratic Party needs. What our what us as like the young crowd needs. Totally. Um, so I shout out to you, girl. Can't wait to see what you do. Kamala, Kamala, Ms. Harris, Cam, Alla. Yeah, yeah. We have no Cammy. idea. Cammy, Cammy, Cammy Harris, Cammy Harris. She's fighting the good fight. Yeah. Wish you well, girl. All right. Hey. Your turn. Wee. Claire Manship. Yeah. What are you obsessed with this week? <laughs> I. <laughs> so. I tweeted about it the other day and surprisingly got a couple likes on it, which I guess my tweets like never get likes, so I never think I'm funny. I'm just like putting things out in the universe. And my smoke alarm was started doing that chirp where it's hungry for a new battery, mm-hmm. but I am too short to feed it. So I struggled for a couple of days trying to figure out how to get up there. <laughs> and then this morning I remembered that my roommate has a much taller ladder. Yeah. So I finally got up there and switched out that 9 volt and it stopped chirping. <laughs> and it was very exciting. The only scary thing is that when you when your face is up there pressed against the ceiling with a with a chirpy thing, the chirpy smoke alarm and then when you put a new battery in and close the battery box, it goes Burp! like yeah. right, like right. In. Like one final like For those chirp. that were driving while they were listening to this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm obsessed with the fact that I figured out how to get taller I'm... and I fixed that problem. I'm happy for you. Yeah, but my my tweet was just my smoke alarm is hungry for a new battery. But I am too short to feed it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a solid tweet. <laughs> it really does sound like hungry. Yeah. Hungry. Exactly. It's almost like hungry. a Furby. <laughs> yes. 
play with me. Furbies are the smoke alarms of the toy world. Yeah. <laughs> smoke alarms are the Furbies of the household goods world. You know what I found out the other day was that Teletubbies aren't like short little baby kids. Teletubbies are full size. No. Like six feet tall. No. Yeah, they were no, supposed to be I'm six I'm going to have tall. nightmares now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck Dinky no. Dinky winky. Oh, fuck oh. no. <laughs> Rick Ross. Dipsy whip. Did you see that episode of SNL? It was the first one Drake ever hosted. Oh, yeah. I've seen every episode yeah. of SNL. Where uh, um, I think Keenan Thompson is, uh, he, he's one of the Teletubbies yeah. as Rick Ross. Uh, I like that That was one. a great episode. Um, all right. Yeah. So yeah. that is what I'm obsessed with right now. Putting a battery in something. <laughs> great. You do you, girl. Um, oh, I will, honey. Desert Island. Yeah. Your three magazines. Cosmopolitan. Of course. Hey, Lisa Benson. Yeah, by the way, the pod. friend of the pod, Lisa Benson. If you're not listening to the Cosmopolitan.com Happy Hour podcast, you're missing out. Um, Time Out New York. Yeah. And food and wine. Sure. I might get a little FOMO-y and also hungry reading it, but I really do yeah. enjoy that magazine. All right. Um, so, what are you watching slash listening to now? This week, I watched... I've been keeping up with Crashing on HBO, which is yeah, the Pete Holmes show. me too. And this week was a really special episode. Episode 6 that featured uh, both Artie Lang and Sarah Silverman. I loved it. And I I loved it. Yeah. I just... I could... I was grinning from ear to ear like a stupid idiot. Yes. At one point, there's an incredible montage that I started like gleefully giggling at i just yeah. really love the show Me and i too. i think pete holmes is so great and i just love that he is completely unapologetic about being one of the only kind of religious comics out there mm-hmm. and having grown up in a very strict religious situation i just re- i empathize and i really identify with it and God, it's funny. It's He's so funny. And you know it's like pretty autobiographical too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, the thing I'm listening to, I also, I listen to uh, You Made It Weird with B. Mm. Holmes. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great podcast. Great. Yeah, go listen to that. I am also listening still to Ed Sheeran's new album, Divide. Super great. Mm-hmm. I am listening to the show I'm preparing right now. Can't tell you about that, but yeah, super yeah. exciting and extra fun. I am... Did you finish Missing Richard Simmons? Oh, yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, should we dish? Yes. For this week and this week only. For this week. Tangent number, number four. four. What do you think? Um, I'm, for the most part, I'm in the school of thought of just, like, he has expended himself and he's just getting away. And I think that there was a lot of his past, like, being that, like, fat bullied kid and being, so like, being a celebrity like, I think there's a lot of emotional baggage that plays into it that definitely isn't helping. Yep. But I think it's, I, I mean, spoiler alert, I think it's a lot of it is like the grand gesture returned kind of thing. Yeah. Where he has just been going at it for 30 years and maybe now he's just done. Yeah. And I don't know if, and I don't think that necessarily means he's happy or like, or maybe, like, maybe he is happy as a result of it. I don't know, but yeah. that's what As I a think. listener... I was fascinated, and I think I would equate it to how I felt watching The Jinx. Mm-hmm. They're both six-part kind of docu-series, mystery looking, but there's not really a mystery there. Yeah. Um, but as a podcaster, I find it disgusting. Really? I Yeah, having a few days to sleep on it, 
I think it's shameful. You think, like, explain, can you explain that for me? Because when I was listening to you, I was thinking about how last week you were talking about the controversy of, yep. is this invasive? Is this yeah. wrong to do? I don't, you know, journalism is invasive, and I think what we do has a has a portion of journalism attached to it. So that's not the part that bothers me. Like, investigating something doesn't bother me. It's that I don't believe there's anything to be uncovered here. Mm-hmm. And I, although, like I said last week, I do wish Richard Simmons very well. I don't think that anything presented was concerning enough to go to this length with such a national platform. It probably caused, in fact, they say it on the podcast, it caused more pain than than it helped. And I think that although it reminded me and the public about how much we loved what he did as, as the Richard Simmons we all grew to love, no one gave him back what he was giving. And I think Mm. insisting that someone has wronged you because they want to privatize their life is disgusting. And I think... I agree with that. I think it's super gross. And frankly, the parts of the show that I was queasy about were less often about Richard and more about the host. Mm Mm-hmm. Dan... What's his name? Tabersky? Tabersky. I was about to say Tadinsky. Dan Tabersky is... He's gross. He's that friend that would out you for the story. Mm-hmm. There is a particular part, spoilers for Richard Simmons, spoilers for, for Richard Simmons, Simmons spoilers, spoilers for, for Richard, Richard Simmons. Simmons. There is a part in the show where he states very clearly that Richard has never been open about his sexuality and that, quote, we won't be talking about it on this podcast. And then he goes into a segment five seconds later explaining that once he went on a double date with Richard and another man. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then you're right. in the same segment, he says that Richard enjoyed cross-dressing. And there were rumors across a lot of tabloids and in the entertainment business that Richard may be in seclusion and being a recluse because he was transitioning into a woman. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's nobody's business. And... I'm pretty sure he's not. He's not transitioning. Or is he? Nah, he's not. But if he is, that'd be okay. It's not okay to say that, bro. It's not okay. Like, Dan, you know that's wrong. Mm-hmm. That really upset me. It really upset me. And I didn't realize how upset I was until a few days later. I find the show to be completely unethical, immoral, disgusting. Hmm. Yeah. What? Cool. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, yeah, I because it's because to me I was incredible piece it. of entertainment, horrible piece of journalism. I was just remember, like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's interesting because like I am not so passionate about it like either way. Like I definitely found it entertaining, but I was also just kind of like, if I had never heard of this, if this had never existed, like literally nothing in my life would be any different. Well, and the thing that upsets me is that true crime has become such. It's it's the genre of the moment. Yeah. The genre of the last three years. Oh, yeah. And that is due to the jinx and making a murderer and clearly serial. But oh, yeah. Missing Richard Simmons, in its final week, surpassed the total downloads of serial. Mm-hmm. Making it, technically, the biggest podcast and most popular podcast of all of time. Of all time. And I find, I find that deeply concerning. Mm-hmm. Because podcasting is still, this is tri, the end of Tripod Month. Uh, by the time this airs, it won't be Tripod Month anymore. But I do think that podcasting is 
still a nascent portion of our business. Mm -hmm. It's very young. A lot Mm -hmm. of people don't even know what a podcast is. They don't know that it's free. They don't know how to use it. And if you're one of those people listening out there, clearly you're in the know, but you've probably also listened to Missing Richard Simmons. And it freaks me out that the same person can listen to our show and that show. But I guess that's true of me too. And it really freaked me out to think about the number, the millions of people that are listening to a happy show like ours, predominantly happy show. And then also turning right around and listening to this other thing. Something that's very intrusive. I just don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't know what any of it means. But I just, Mm. uh, uh, that concept really freaked me out. Sure. You know, that any of it's available. That I can say whatever I want and it could ruin someone's life. It's true. Like, his life must be ruined. Like, it's probably ruined. Mm-hmm. It just makes me so sad. And it's just wrong. Like, like why, why was this necessary? Right. It wasn't. And that... Anyway. All right. Yeah. So, who Let's was end this. the fourth tangent? Yeah. So, anyway, that's what I was watching and listening to this week. And it really bummed me out. I'm sorry. Yeah. So who did you text? <laughs> My friend Spencer. Oh. Um, Spencer is preparing an audition and I was helping him with some dialect work. Exciting. Because that is my specialty. Yeah, Claire's incredible with dialects. Merci. De rien. Um, highly recommend. Um, <laughs> highly recommend. <laughs> five stars for Claire's five stars. dialects. Yes. <laughs> um, and finally, yeah. one person, living or dead, who you may or may not know, who you wish well this week. Sure. Um, well, now that it's on my mind, I wish Dan Taberski well. Taberski? Sure. It. I think so. I would like to wish Dan Taberski well. I hope that this is right with his soul. Mm. I, I don't know what he could do next. Because if I was in Hollywood, I wouldn't want to work with him. And I think that the town and our business is split right down the middle. Mm. It's like there's two kinds of people. People who will push boost others up and people who throw each other under the bus. And I think he genuinely thought that he was boosting someone up. But he did the opposite. Exactly. Exactly. And I think he now realizes that too. I mean, how could you not? It was the front page of the New York Times. Mm, yeah. Like, how could you not? I hope that it's well with his soul because he has to live with this now. And I think instead of honoring his friend, he truly betrayed him. And I just, I, clearly he has talent as a producer um, of great entertainment. And I hope that when his career swings back the other direction, if it does, that it stays there. Because his work on The Daily Show was impeccable. And mm-hmm. I, I know that that, that is where his, uh, I don't know, greatest achievements lie. And I hope that 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 ends up being the end to his story because he inserted himself in someone else's and I hope that no one ever does that to him. We should do unto others as we'd like to be done to. Truth of all truths. Yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. All right. Wish you well, buddy. Good luck with that. Bye. Bye, honey, bye. All right. Anyway, let's... Swing it back Let's up. Swing it back. Some pluggity plugs. Plug it in, plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in, Ian. Where can people find you? 
I am at ibroski, I-B-R-O-S-K-I, on all the social meds, um, and at Brodsky Ian on Facebook. Great. What about you, Claire? ClaireManship.com, at Womanship, W-O-M-A-N-S-H-I-P, on Twitter and Snapchat, Facebook.com slash Julia Claire Manship. And you can find us at ThisWeeksThing at gmail.com, uh, at ThisWeeksThing on Twitter, ThisWeeksThing.com. Uh, you can find us on IT- all social media platforms all now. All of the platforms. Yeah, we just... We are on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now... Google Play. Google, Google Music Play. Play. There we go. Play Music. I don't know I don't know what it's called, but Google Play. Google Play. Um, And Google was great. I submitted the show. They accepted us within 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Um. So thank you very much, Google. Thank you very much, iTunes. Thank you very much, SoundCloud. Thank you very much, Stitcher. Thank you. Check Guys, us the fuck out. We appreciate you. For all of the people listening right now, take out your phone, search our show in the podcast app on your iPhone, and rate us five stars, please. Please. I had a friend do it at dinner the other night. Oh, thank you. It is so easy to it do. It is so easy. It is so easy. Five stars. We're passionate about you. Please help us in building our passion and, yeah. and bringing you more quality content. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, I'm Ian Brodsky. And I'm Claire Manship. And, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Bye, y'all. Later. Later.